what's up, everybody? I hope you're doing great and just having a wonderful day. Thanks so much for worshiping with us. And absolutely, those of you that are watching online, we hope that you can feel God's presence and connection with us. If you're new here to Grace Church, my name's Aaron Olinsky. I'm the lead pastor uh, here at Grace. And man, I'm, I'm excited about what God has for us today. You know, we've been in an incredible series about studying God's word and 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 understanding what it means in our life. And, and so for us, this is a great Sunday uh, because we get to link up with another church. One of the things that we love to do as Grace Church is to join up with the body of Christ and other churches and to show unison and to show strength uh, as a church. And so I am, I am really honored uh, to, to have the opportunity to introduce Pastor Demetric Phillips as our guest speaker today. He is a pastor that is launching his church. Him and his wife, Letitia, are, are planting a church in Orlando. And, and the way that we know them is through our coaching network, the, the relational network that we're linked up with. You, you've heard us talk about that before. Uh, it has been incredible for Pastor Nicole and I to be able to have a coaching network to be a part of with relationship and, and encouragement and instruction. And, and, but the, the relational network is basically the apostolic covering for us as the church. And so Pastor Dimitri is in that network. And so we're excited, so excited to have him. Uh, speaking for us today. So if you guys could do me a favor, go ahead and give a loud welcome to Pastor Dimitri. Right on. Right on. Well, hey, y'all. We're, look, we're so excited to, uh, to be here and, and get the opportunity to, to share our hearts with you. And, and man, we're so thankful to meet your pastors, Pastor, uh, Pastor Aaron and Pastor Nicole. Um, they're some awesome folk. And um, you guys, also, hey, let's give it up for that worship team, you know, like leading us in the present self. Man, that's so awesome. Yeah, so, so my wife and I, my wife is uh, Tish. She's back here in the middle section. And, uh, man, I've been married to her. It's going on 15 years in December. And, uh, you, know, you know, she told me I was ugly the first time I tried to date her. She told me I was ugly. And, and it was like, now she didn't have this ugly guy's babies, right? Now, we got four babies. <laughs> but it's so awesome. And, um... I love that girl. She's so fine. That's why I matter. She's awesome. But hey, so we're here with some of our team. Uh, Wayne, he's going to be helping us with our, our tech and uh, band stuff, and Kayla with our website and worship team. Um, and we moved here. We moved from Hawaii uh, in December. Uh, all four of us, we, we moved out from Hawaii, from Oahu. Uh, Wayne moved from Maui uh, to come out here and, and help plant a church. And we're launching our church. Uh, it's titled Bridge Church in Winter Haven, Florida, this coming spring, and we're so excited about what God's going to do, amen, because we're going to see lives change, we're going to see people restored, families restored, and we're going to see the gospel do what it's supposed to do, amen, amen, so hey, let's pray, and uh, we're going to jump right into this message, amen, Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your mercy, your kindness, and God, I just ask this morning that as we share um, that what you've placed on on my heart, God, that it will challenge us all to grow closer to you. It will challenge us to become who you called us to be, God. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory for everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Right on. Well, hey, I'm, again, I'm so glad to be here. And uh, we're going to make this thing happen today. And um, hopefully by the end of this message, you're going to be doing some stuff you, you need to be doing, right? Right, right on. So, hey, if you're taking notes, like we're going to title this the follow-through, right? The follow-through. And I know some of you guys and some of you women probably like, amen, looking at your husband, because it's some stuff we haven't followed through on. I, I think about my own life. Uh, we have, so, so we just moved in this house in December, 
and uh, we have all these blinds that we got to put up. And, man, my shoulders just started burning. I'm like, man, I'm over putting up these blinds. And, and there's this one, blind, this one window in our, in, our, in our bathroom closet of all places. And it's just like, you know, just close the door when you go in the bathroom. Don't even worry about it. Like, and I keep telling my wife, like, baby, I promise I'm going to put it up. And her famous words is, I believe it when I see it, right? So, but I got to follow through. I got to follow through and get it done. And uh, so, so, yeah. So, hey, so let me give you a little background about what we're, what we're talking about and what we're doing. So, so basically the setup of this, it's Elijah, right? Like it's during this time when King Ahab, he was the king of Israel, and he got all jacked up because he married this lady named Jezebel who was into some weird stuff. And started worshiping Baal and then caused the whole nation of Israel to start worshiping Baal. And they turn away from God. And and Baal, this God that they call Baal, it represents, they call him the God of fertility and the God of the rain and the dew. And so God sent Elijah to be like, hey, I need you to go talk to a boy. I've told him several times he needs to turn back to me. He's causing my people to do stupid stuff. And can I say stupid? I'm so sorry if there's kids in the room. Don't say that word. No, no. So, so. So he tells Elijah, hey, go talk to King Ahab. I need you to go tell him some stuff. So Elijah goes to King Ahab and tells him, hey, look, uh, there will be no rain in the land until God says so, basically, right? And and then this God is challenging uh, the God that King Ahab has chosen to serve, which is Baal, which is a false god, and causing the people of Israel and that whole region to follow after this. So so, 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 So there started a drought, right? People didn't have water. The rivers and stuff started drying up, and so they're in this desperate spot, which brings us to where we are. And uh, if you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to 1 Kings uh, chapter 17, and that's verse 8. And uh, if you don't know where that is, you just open your Bible up. If you see Genesis, you go to the right a little bit. If you see Psalms, you go to the left a little bit, and it'll be right there in the middle somewhere. Uh, So, hey, let's read it, right? So then the Lord said to Elijah, go live in the village of Zareph near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow to feed you. So before we start, I want you to get this in your, in your brain. Um, God has already spoken to somebody in advance to do something, right? Um, and I, and I want to challenge you as we're talking today, have in your mind, who's your Elijah, right? What is your Elijah? What has God spoken to you? What if God's given you some unction, some vision about that you haven't moved on or something that he's spoken to you? Hey, somebody's coming and I need you to do this. Or there's something in you, and I need you to do this. So what is your Elijah? What has God spoken to you in advance? So, so uh, he said, I've instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zareph, and as he arrived at the gate of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? And as she was going to get it, he called to her, hey, and while you're at it, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, sir, I swear by the Lord your God, that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I only have a handful of flour in the jar and a little cooking oil at the bottom of the jug. And I just gathered a few sticks to cook this last meal for my son and I to die. So fear, if you're taking notes, fear, it'll rob you of your future. Fear, fear will cause you not to be and reach your full potential. And in this moment, God had spoken to this lady. We don't know how far in advance, but we know that he spoke to her. 
And we know she's like, oh, okay, I, I, I get it. I get it. So there's going to be a guy that comes or somebody that comes, and I'm going to be able to be a blessing to him, and I'm going to be able to give him some water. But she, maybe she didn't know the circumstances that was going to happen then. Maybe she didn't know that a person was going to come during the drought, during COVID, huh? during uncertainty. But they know God has spoken to them. But, she, but the fear got hold to her. Fear got hold to her because she, she, was, she was cool with going to get a cup of water. But when he asked, hey, you know what? I know you're going to give me some water, but go, go get me some bread too. And he asked her this, and she, she, you, you got to imagine, like, all her hope is gone. It's dire straits. There ain't no church food pantry. There ain't no hotline. There ain't no Red Cross that's coming to uh, rescue her. They're, 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 this is it. You, you got to imagine that. This is it. All, all her hope is gone. She's getting ready to make her last meal to watch the kid that she brought into this world to die. Her husband's gone. The Bible says she was a widow. And sometimes, like, we get in these places when we know God has called, called us to do something, but then we think the circumstances are going to be just right when it needs to happen, when we need to move forward. And sometimes that fear, it, it can hinder us. It can hinder us from, from moving forward. And I want to let you know that that fear, it, it started speaking louder than any other voice in her heart, in her mind. Because this God, this man of God is asking her to, to, to do something that's totally like, it don't even make sense. She's like, did you not, basically, like, did you not just hear me say, we finna eat this last meal and die, and you asking me to split it three ways? It's like, dude, you done lost your mind. Some of y'all women in here probably, Where, where's my, I'm gonna cut him, right? Like, just for saying something crazy, right? But he's asking her to do this, something that's, that's it, it doesn't make sense. But how I many of you know some things that God actually do, it don't make sense? But it's for the purpose, something greater than we could ever think of or imagine. But we have to take that step. We can't allow fear to, 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 to direct the conversation. We can't allow fear to, 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 to drive the conversation. Because it changes our actions. It changes our intentions. It changes everything. It changes our attitude to go into the wrong direction when we're functioning in fear. But how many of you know when God gives you a word, you can bank on that. You can trust that. No matter what it looks like, no matter what circumstance you're in, if he gives you a word, you can trust that he's going to do what he's called it to do. Because the Bible says that his word doesn't return to him void. Do you believe that this morning? Come on. His word doesn't return to him void. So if he spoke something to you, it's time to step out and not allow fear to drive that conversation and to allow fear to determine when you're going to do it. Because God, he, again, he spoke a word. He gave it to her. And sometimes, let me tell you the story. So, you know, I was uh, delivering some packages for uh, Amazon. And uh, Amazon, they tell you when you're getting out of the van, you want three points of uh, contact when you're getting out of the van. So, so basically, you don't slip and fall, bust your head, and then you want to sue them. And it's just all crazy, right? So they tell you, hey, you know, have three points of con uh, contact when you're getting out of the van. And, and so this, this one day, I'm like, man, I'm falling behind, right? And they've already gave me, hey, instructions. But I'm like, man, them instructions don't mean nothing, right? So I need to speed up because I want to get ahead because if you get ahead, you get a bonus. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this, right? I'm going to speed up. I'm Superman. I play football. I got, I got great athletic and agility. I, I'm good, right? So, 
So this one day, like, while, while I'm trying to speed up, I, 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 get the, I get the packages, and I pull up to the house, and in this area I'm in, the, the people, they kind of just come out there and wait for you because they, they track you and all this little weird stuff. You open up the van, they freak you out because they, like, standing right in front of the van. It's like, whoa, what, what are you doing? Just go back to the house, I'll give it to you, right? So anyway, I get these packages, and I open up the van, and the dude is standing there, and I step down on the step, and next thing you know, you know, I, I, I think, like, I, I think it was the devil or something. He probably grabbed the step and moved it out the way. But, <laughs> but I go to step down, and I slip. Boom, 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 right? The packages go everywhere. I fall. I hit the ground. And the guy's looking at me. He's like, sir, are you okay? I'm like, no. No, I, I'm not. I'm hurting. I'm just going to lay here. I bring you packages in a couple of minutes. Just give me a minute, bro. I'm, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to observe God's creation. And I'm... <laughs> I'm all busted up on this. Half of my body is in the van. Half of my body is on the grass. It's just, I got all jacked up. Why? Because I didn't trust the instructions that was given to me. I allowed fear to drive that conversation and do everything that I knew was contrary to what the word that was given to me to keep me safe and to do and to deliver what I needed to deliver when I needed to deliver it. But but because I got out of that, because I chose to do something else that, that was totally different. It jacked me up. And then I was late the whole day. Because now my leg hurt. I'm limping around with these packages. <laughs> right? You know, they asked me, what's wrong? I was like, no, I'm just dancing. Right? I'm just doing the stanky leg or something. But they don't know. I just about broke my hip. <laughs> Lord Jesus, Lord forgive me. No, but hey, what I'm trying to get you on this point is don't allow fear to drive your conversation. Because, look, God has a plan, and he's given us everything, and it's going to work. And she just didn't see what was in her hand. She didn't know. She she couldn't see the miracle that was in her hand for her to take that step. But how many you know God sees it? He sees the whole thing. She couldn't see the wonder, the miracle that was in her hand. All she saw was the circumstances. But she had to make a choice in that moment. Am I going to fight or fly? Am I going to fight for what I know God has spoken to me, for that word that I know is in me, or am I going to turn from it and allow fear to rule the day? Because God sees what we can't, and that's why we have to focus on the promise. You've got to focus on the promise. You've got to focus on the word. And we're going, to, we're going to jump back in there on the uh, same chapter. We're going to start at verse 13. Um, but Elijah said to her, don't be afraid to go ahead and do just what you said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use, the left, uh, then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said. This is that promise. This is that promise. Because, again, everything, there's, there's no rhyme or reason, like, why she, why, why she should survive. Everything is saying, yeah, you're about to die. She's a widow. No money, no food. Like the circumstances, if, if you don't get anything else, never allow your current circumstances to dictate what God has told you to do. Never. Never. And so she's in this moment. And the Bible says, uh, and God spoke to the God of Israel, says to her, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until when the Lord sends rain and the crops to grow again. So here, Elijah, he, he's reassuring her. 
He's reassuring her that, hey, everything is going to be okay. It's like, it's like, it's, <laughs> I could imagine, I'm, I'm trying to put myself where she is. You, you ever have those moments where, like, all hell has broke through, and, like, broken out in your life, and then somebody just come and put their hand on your shoulder, like, oh, baby, it, it's going to be all right. And, and you just want to be like, pow, get out of here, man. You it's like, what do you mean everything's going to be all right? I'm dying, right? Like, what, what, what do you mean everything's going to be all right? But there's something, if you remember, there's something about this peace that when you get something from God and it gets on the inside of you and you can't begin to understand it. You know how the Bible says that he gives you a peace that surpasses all understanding? I, I, I can imagine in this moment that there's something, like everything is telling her, this dude is crazy, just eat your bread, just, just you and your son, don't split it. He, he just want to be selfish. Listen, there's something about when God gives you a word. There's something about when God calls you to do something, when there's a gift in you that needs to come out to bless the world and to bless the people that surround you. There's something about that, even, even when it don't look like and you don't know how it's going to happen. It's not your job to figure out how it's going to happen. It's not your job to know when it's going to happen. Your job is to stay, to stay obedient to what God has called you to do and to listen to him. That's your job. He works everything else out. That's when we get in trouble, when we try to bring it in, in our own strength. But our own strength, it, it, it can't produce what God is calling it to produce. And there's many of us in here. There's some things that God has spoken to us, but we're allowing fear to steal the day. But I want to encourage you, focus. Focus on the promise. Focus, because again, his word doesn't return void. His word doesn't return void. But Elijah, he's encouraging her. He's encouraging her with the word of God. He's encouraging her, hey, look, listen, this, I know this sounds crazy, but listen, this is what my God says. He's going to provide for you. He's going to make the way straight for you. He's going to give you the idea. Do you know in the Bible, like, I, I didn't put this in, you know, in Proverbs, like the Bible says, in, I think it's the King James Version, in Proverbs 16, verse 3, it says, that if we make our plans known to him, that he'll establish our thoughts. When's the last time we've asked God, hey, you know, would you establish my thoughts? I give my plans to you. Now establish my thoughts. May my ways be your ways, God. Direct them. Imagine if we all did that and started functioning what God called us to, to, to do. Imagine the lives that we'll see change. Imagine the hearts we'll see saved, the families restored, the brokenness restored, when we get to functioning in what God has called us to, wholeheartedly. That man, come on, boy, you talk about revival. And I ain't talking about the weird stuff where people take their socks off and wave them around their head and throw it at people and, and uh, put some oil on the sock and, and throw it. In a... I'm talking about transformation. <laughs> we, we ain't going down that route. Y'all don't wave socks here, do you? That'd be weird. That'd be no socks. All right. Maybe some towels with some, some grape juice on it for communion. I, I don't know. But don't, I ain't talking about weird stuff. I'm talking about real transformation. I'm talking about when you lay hands on the sick, they're healed. I'm talking about when you speak to a broken marriage, they're, they're brought back together by the power of God. I'm talking about children that have ran away, they're coming back home to serve God. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about chains being broken off of people's lives. And that happens when we function in the call and what God has given us to do. That's what happens. 
Man, I, I got all off of that. But let me get back to what I was talking about. But listen, Elijah spoke into her life. And this, this is another thing I, I just want to throw in. Hey, be careful who you give access to you. Because when, when God is calling you to do something and he's speaking something to your heart, you're going to have people that's for you and people that's against you. But you have to be careful who you get access to you. Because they don't have the revelation that you have of what God has called you to do. They don't have that revelation. They didn't hear that voice speak to them. So what they'll try to do, they'll try to speak out of their own wisdom or what they see or what they think, and it ends up getting you in trouble. You know, there, there's, there's, there's another story in Kings. Um, there was this prophet. He got through talking. Um, it don't even say his name. But he, he was talking to King Jeroboam, right? And th- he was, like, jacking up some. He was doing some stupid stuff, too. He, like, all these kings, you would think, like, as much as God, like, did some stuff to jack them all up, you would think they would be like, okay, we're not going to do that. Right? It's like, it's like me saying, hey, every time you go through that door, you're going to get punched in the face. So don't go through that door. And then it's just like, ah, boom, right? Gets, it's like, bro, I can see God like, didn't you, t- didn't you, don't you remember me saying not to go through that door? You're going to get punched in the face every time. Right? But it's, it's just like, right, we just go. <laughs> but, oh my God. Well, they call that insanity, right? Doing the same thing, expecting a different result. But when I say be careful who you give access into your life, it's like this prophet. The Bible said that God told him, hey, go speak to this king. I need you to tell him, correct him. But listen, don't eat, don't drink until you get out of there. And so the king, the prophet, he did what God asked him to do. But then all of a sudden, when it was time for him to go, he started leaving. And then there was another prophet. There was another Christian. There was another leader, right, that, that, that you have that has some influence. And there was another, that this prophet said, hey, there's another man of God in town. I want to meet him. So this prophet, the old prophet, got on, he said, hey, son, go get my donkey, right? So he got his donkey, he jumped on the donkey, and then he started, I'm sorry, donkey, right? My wife, she always, it's not donkey, but it just comes out smooth, a donkey, right? So, so, so the old prophet, he grabbed his donkey, he jumped on it, and he, he rode it, right? He rode it to go find this other prophet, right? Then he gets to this other prophet, and he says, hey, listen, how about you come hang out with me, and let's eat, and we're going to drink and, and have some fun, right? And then this other prophet was like, after God told him, hey, don't eat or drink in this land. But then the other prophet was like, ah, you, you should come with me, man. And then, then, then this other prophet, he was just like, you know what, the God has told me that you need to come. And how many times in our lives where we have mentors, or we have somebody that we trust in the faith. And, 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 and they, may, they, may have, they may mean well. But let me tell you something. If it's contrary to what God has told you to do, I don't care who they are. You, you, you listen to what God says. Because it, it'll hurt you. This prophet, all because he chose not to listen to what God had told him to do, he listened to this prophet. And the Bible says a lion jumped on him and killed him. all because he didn't listen to the word of God. Because he allowed somebody to influence him outside of and contrary to what God had called him to do. And how many times is that in our lives? And through all of this, again, my heart today, there's some giftings in you guys, in all of us in here. I don't care if you're retired. I don't care if you're in high school. I don't care where you're at in life. If you're breathing, there's still some purposes in you. 
there's still some destiny that's in you. There's still some people here for you to reach, for you to influence. There's, there's a lot in you, and my heart is the, hey, let's pull that out of you. You guys are getting ready to move into this new building. There's going to be millions, like many people that come to the house. There's many people in your neighborhood. There's many people at your job, out there on the golf course, wherever you spend your time at, for you to influence. And it's going to come through that still small voice that God has placed in you and the thing that he has told you to do. And now is the moment not to fear it. Now is the moment to be bold and courageous and step out and watch God do his thing in your life. You know, she, she, she was scared because she only had a little bit. And maybe that's some of our thing. Man, I only have a little bit. God, what are you going to do with me? Man, God would take whatever. He took a stuttering dude who mama threw him in the river because she didn't want him to die. Moses stuttered, became one of the big wigs in, in Egypt, and God used him. God, how do you want me to speak? I can barely get sentences out. He took Peter. Peter was a gangster. Cutting off dude here in front of Jesus. You know, so it don't matter who you are, what you've done, what's still in you. Just submit it to Jesus. Man, just submit it to Jesus. That, was, that, was, that wasn't in my notes. But hey, take it for what it's worth. So stay focused on the promise. Stay focused on the promise. No, 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 don't, whatever's in your peripheral, if it's, if it's contrary to what's in you and what, what you know God is speaking to you, man, push it out of the way. Stay focused. Stay driving. Put your horse blinders on and say, God, you know what? I'm going to give it all I got, no matter what it looks like, no matter how long it's going to take. God, I'm trusting you in this moment. I'm trusting you, and I'm believing you. Because, you know, when you do that, that's what unleashes the supernatural. Your faith unleashes the supernatural. And we see that here in 1 Kings. We're going to pick up verse 15. It says, when she went against all odds to trust the voice and peace of God that surpasses all understanding, she unleashed the supernatural. Right? She, and that's not in the Bible. I'm just talking. Um, but I'm going to read it here. This is it because I forgot to put it on here. All right. So, so she did as Elijah said. And she said, Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. And there was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord has promised her. And when did that happen? When she decided to take a step. When, did she, when she decided, you know what, I'm all in. There ain't no plan B. I'm all in. And she, she, she gave it over to God. And it unleashed the supernatural. Listen, there, there, there's, there's such... There's a greater plan. There's such a, 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 a there's, there's a bigger picture, a larger picture that we don't see. Like, who, who would have thought that, that this young lady, her story would be put in the Bible, it would be inspired by the Holy Spirit, and that it would go for generations and be told out throughout generations. We don't hear about her in the Bible too much more. I mean, in Luke, it references it. But her one act, imagine if she didn't do that. Like her son would have died. His legacy would have been cut off. 
And I'm pretty sure God chose it because she, she, she had to be generous because she gave it over. And I'm sure God caused her blessing to affect that whole village. You see, we don't, we, we don't see the, the, the larger picture. And you know what? In, if you notice early on in that verse, she said, the Lord, your God. Because this area, it was known for worshiping Baal. And God was in the process of challenging that status quo. Of challenging, hey, you know what? You feel like you can't do it, but I'm going to show you what I can do. The God of Israel. I'm going to show you what I can do. And he chose her. And because of her obedience, it not only saved her life, it fed her, it fed her son, it fed the prophet. And I believe she shared it with her village. And ultimately, God was glorified in a land that served other gods. And now her story is being told throughout the world. It's in the Bible, our holy scripture, encouraging us to do the right thing. Listen, there's gifts in you. God has been speaking some things to you all. And some may think, man, I'm too old. I'm just loving life right now. If you're just loving life and not fulfilling purpose, I'm not sure what you're loving, right? Man, we're sitting here to, to love God and love people and get them into heaven. Everything we do, everything we are, the very essence of who we are is for the glory of God. And there's some giftings in you guys. There, there, there's the, what is that thing that, that's, that's, that you've been thinking of? You know, sometimes, you know, you, you probably sit with your, your friend or your loved one and, and just like, you know what, I would really like to do this. I don't know why. I can tell you why God is putting it in your heart. And now is the time to go after it. Now is the time for you to, to go back to school if you need to. He'll provide. He'll give you everything that you need. He'll surround you with the right people. He'll bring the Elijah to you. He'll put you in remembrance of it. But you got to take that step to unleash the supernatural. Because it's going to change the world. So what is it? What is it? Are we going to carry that hope? Are we going to be who we're called to be? Because we're in a time right now where, where people are without hope. Where all they see is the negative. There's many lost people that don't know Jesus, and they're just waiting for us. They're waiting for that gift that's in you. They're waiting for that work that's in you to come alive and to continue to come alive for the glory of God. Man, I'm telling you, we're going to see it happen. We're going to see it happen, and it's going to happen through us, through you, through your gifting. Come on, do you believe that this morning? Amen. Amen. There's something in you. There's something in you. Man, I, I, can't, I can't say it enough. There's something in you that's so powerful, that's far beyond what you can ever think or imagine how God is going to use you. But it's going to happen. You're going to see it in your lifetime. You're going to see the promises that God has spoken to your heart. You're going to see it come into fruition. 
You just got to believe it. You just got to take a step and watch it happen. Watch God get the glory. All you got to do is say, God, here I am. Here's every gift. Here's every little thing that I have. I surrender it to you so that you may be glorified, so that we'll see change in our nation. We'll see change in our schools. We'll see change in our workplaces. We'll see change in our government. We'll see change in our homes, all for the glory of God. And we're going to see it happen. Come on, give God some praise for that. God, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your love, for your unconditional love, for your grace. God, there's no one like you. There's none besides you. Father, we bless your name. God, you're holy and you're just and you're righteous, God. We thank you so much. And Father, in this moment, God, we surrender every gift, God, every word that you've spoken to us. And I ask that, that you would put us in remembrance of that. Lord, every dream, every promise that you've spoken to us, every word that's been spoken over our life from you, God, may we find the boldness and the passion to go after it and live unashamedly for you. Would you use us? And we'll be careful to give you the glory for it. God, I speak to it now. Lord, every wall of fear may be torn down in the name of Jesus. Every shadow of doubt in the name of Jesus. God, we rebuke everything that's contrary of who you are, that's trying to rob, that's trying to steal the word that you've placed in the hearts of your people. And we thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, if you believe that, would you give him some praise this morning? Amen, amen. Well, hey, real quick, if there's somebody in here, um, I just want to let you know that Jesus, he changed it all. And maybe you don't know Christ. Maybe you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. But I tell you what, that's the most important decision that you could ever make. And it don't matter where you are, what you, I don't care if you robbed the bank this morning. He'll still come into your heart if you ask him. So I want to encourage you this moment. If you haven't accepted him in your heart, look, I can ask you to stand up. I can ask you to come down here. But that doesn't mean anything. It's all what's in your heart. It's all you saying, God, I give you my everything and I surrender my heart to you. So in this moment, if, you, if everybody, we, we, let's close our eyes. And, and uh, if you can, just repeat this prayer after me. And, um, yeah, let's do it. How about that? Lord, come on, would you say, Jesus, uh, I trust you. And I believe that you are the Son of God. And I ask that you would come into my heart and be real in my life. And I'll do my best to follow you as you lead me. So show yourself strong in my life and in my heart. And I want to know you as my Lord and my Savior. In your name, amen. 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 Well, hey, thank y'all so much for inviting us here, and, and Pastor, for letting us come in and, and share. And, and listen, I pray that you receive that. I pray that you would, you would capitalize on those visions that God has given you. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you've been doing. Capitalize on what God has told you to do, because it's not going to change only your life, but it's going to change generations for the glory of God. It's going to leave a legacy that's going to create change in this world for the kingdom of God. Amen? Come on, would you give God a praise one more time? And we love you guys so much. 
Amen.